Morning on this Monday, December 28th, 2020. You seeing clearly yet? That's what 2020 stands for in eye doctor terminology. Whether it's with or without uh, corrective lenses, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with corrective lenses, as long as they actually correct. <laughs> so what is uh, the Lord pruning out of you uh, this year? What is He cleansing out of you? Because if you're not being transformed into His image, then guess what? You haven't yet believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. It don't happen instantaneous. It does in His eyes, because God is an eternal person, eternal being. But the transformation spoken about in Romans chapter 12 is a time that goes along with sanctification. It takes time. It's an eternal pruning. That's why God prunes from the inside, cuts from the inside, digs out from the inside. It's as similar to a cancer surgery or any type of surgery. It goes inside and it cuts out. And while in there, you would hope that the physician, if they see another cancer, they will remove it, or at least take note of it. Uh, since x-rays, vaccines, and tests don't reveal all that stuff. Okay, I'm really not sure doing it. You know, it's, I guess it's a lead-in. Probably about the beginning of the month. Okay, I'm a slacker. Some of it was thinking. Uh... Like around the 6th of December, I was kind of led by the Spirit over to go and check on some of the things in Ezekiel, some of the prophets. You ever do that? You ever go to some of the prophets? You know, those prophecies had due applications. Some of them were still being fulfilled now. Some some were seen before our eyes being fulfilled. Isaiah 3.12 has been fulfilled for, but the whole chapter through not just three twelve has been fulfilled, being fulfilled for a number of years. Notice how everything. See the old, the New Testament, as it says in First Corinthians ten, as we're reminded, is written down for our example of what's supposed to be, what not to do, not to do the same things they did, because if we do the same things, same idolatry, the same sins that. Um, the Israelites practiced in the Old Testament. You think we're going to get away with it because we're under grace? They were under grace too. God didn't take them out. <laughs> Meaning, didn't kill them. He brought them into captivity or turned them over to their enemies for a season. But he still kept them there too. So they were still under grace. Anybody that says otherwise, you're blind. Oh, you're a false uh, teacher and one or the other. You're, you're probably just blind and deceived. So, I like to give the benefit of the doubt. But over in Ezekiel chapter 8, this is one of the visions. I mean, you were right today. We would have saw a vision like that. We'd freak out. But eventually we'd rejoice. But uh, we'd freak out. I'm not going to read all the verses. I'm just going to touch upon them. It's 5 through 18. But this is what, uh, this is what, when you truly have an anointing from the Lord, uh, where, and whatever gifting the Spirit of God wishes to give you, or gifts, the 
Yeshua should give on you, whether it's um, wisdom, um, faith. We all got faith, actually. That's the way we walk by faith. It's supposed to be. We don't walk blindly. You know, I once heard uh, a brother tell me, well, you got like blind faith. Be careful with that. That is not that's not a biblical line. They have no backing on that. I says, if you're walking by faith, you're not blind. You're walking according to Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Period. End of story. You use the word blind faith, that you're probably being blinded by Satan. There's only one that puts blinds, and it's Satan. Uh, Jesus Christ removes the blinders. But uh, there was four. Wait a minute. Make sure it's not five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, there was five. Uh, it comes down to verse number 18. Our summary. Therefore, I indeed would deal in wrath. My eye will have no pity, nor will I spare. And though they cry to my ears with a loud voice, yet I will not listen to them. You look back at probably prior visions. Most of them are say, when you show the errors of the ways... The people, by God, through prayer and through reading, we just have to confess and repent uh, before before Him, uh, and He forgives us. We just have to go to Him, like God, like a Father, I turn a Father, like our Lord and Savior, and we just go to Him and we confess and repent. However, when we don't do that, this is the result. God will. Give us consequences. So turn us over. He could either turn us over to ourselves for destruction. He could turn us over to Satan, as it says in, uh, believe it's in Second Corinthians five discipline. When you don't receive the discipline under multiple times. First, it's one and one. A brother going to preferred leader, going to one, going to another brother or sister. Or sister going to a sister in Christ um, and sitting down and praying with them and speaking with them, saying, "Look, you say you're a believer. This is what I'm seeing and I'm hearing you doing, uh, and it doesn't line up with Scripture. And give you the Scripture. You don't give a human opinion. You don't give a cultural opinion. You don't give a fleshy opinion. You give God's words. If you're truly spiritual, which means if you have the Holy Spirit." inside of you and another person has the Holy Spirit and has stumbled and you don't go to them then you're either one not spiritual yourself or you're committing sin yourself uh, or you're a hypocrite I tell you which means you're, you're saying you're a believer but you're not um, God will always reveal what he's getting ready to do beforehand but there was five times when God allowed Ezekiel. Now remember, Ezekiel was a prophet. Prophet of the Old Testament were called specifically to that. They didn't serve any one church, uh, local body. They served God. And, and there was no, in the particular, these were, he was the prophet charged at that time. One of the ones, actually, I think it was, there was others at the time charged with, um, they heard from God. They sat before the Lord. Now Ezekiel was also a priest too. Coffee. I gotta get more wired. It's Monday. <laughs> uh, but five times, verses five and six, verses seven and eleven, verses twelve and thirteen, verses fourteen and fifteen, 
in verses 16 to 17. Now, God was already seeing this. It really doesn't say how long he saw it. It may have been years, months, weeks, days. It, I'm sure it's more than once. Because God sees everything from heaven. But he was just waiting, watching it, and getting angrier and angrier what they were doing. They were doing such things that they were worshiping at the idol of jealousy. Um, in other words, they were making God jealous. They were worshiping other things um, or people instead of God himself. We are called and commanded to worship only the Lord God. When I called to worship our wives or our husbands, our children, our houses, our jobs, our bosses, our mommies and daddies, um, our siblings, our church leaders, were called to worship one. God, through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. Period. End of story. Anything else that we put above God to worship. Now, that don't mean you may be bowing down to somebody now in this case they they look they sound like they were um they were standing for idols they were worshiping a building they were worshiping the sun which is in many cases in the old testament that was one of the gods of the people that were in the land before them they worshiped the sun moon those were gods they worshiped the mountains or whatever we have a tendency of doing that today when we travel to say, man, look at God's beauty. And if you're looking at Washington Monument or if you're looking at the White House, that ain't God's creation. Or if you're looking at Mount Rushmore out there, it's just like, well, if it could be looking at the Grand Canyon, but if you worship it, if you would spend your whole money worshiping that one, you could be standing next to somebody that needs to know Jesus Christ instead of telling the gospel. Now, if you're using that as a tie-in to talk to them, then you're not worshiping it. But if you're going all around just so you can um, spend the money that's been entrusted to you just to say, yeah, I'm going to go look around at all the sites. Again, apart from itself, it's not necessarily bad. But who are you driving by? Who are you walking by? Um, is there anybody in your in your neighborhood or in your particular local body of your church that needs help. So instead of you giving a couple grand, a couple thousand dollars to go all the way across country, rent vehicles, I mean, unless you drive, RV or some of that, that you can say, well, let me just take a local weekend or let me go help these people that are hungry right now that are starving you know, let me take my two thousand dollars and says, you know, give them a hand, help them out, help them get a job, help them firm up their resume, help them with interviewing skills if that's the case, help them find a job, or help them move if they need to move for a job. I'm just spitballing whatever's coming to my mind right now. Our reliance is not to be on government; it's to be on. God through Jesus Christ and on one another. In a nutshell, there was like three areas that God allowed me to see. He showed me. And he's, we're all seeing it, but in those that have eyes to see, are also seeing it. So I'm definitely not the only one, I hope. But there are three areas right now that 
as I was praying over this that we are seeing I see it in the secular world and unfortunately it is very clear in the church world we worship now this is in no particular order it's not given a percentage we worship buildings more than we worship God ponder that couple of verses on that one but it's I'm still waiting on the verses there out there when they were worshiping the temple starting Solomon's temple and then they started turning from that they got away from it they, then they started worshiping their own houses their own buildings that's what God when they turned from God and they provoked him to jealousy we know we know the story guess what he did he turned it over he turned them over to their enemy. I think the first case was Assyria. Then the next one was Babylon. And then they destroyed the temple. Solomon's temple, it's gone. It's buried. It's crushed. He gave them another temple once they repented. Plus, once the consequences of it were learned. He gave them another temple through Ezra, Zerubbabel, uh, Nehemiah. You know, built the walls and the temple buildings. They did it again. They went right back and started worshiping other things instead of God. Well, guess what? Give them the Roman. Well, the, that was the time of the Roman uh, Empire. And then eventually, right approximately around 70 AD, scholars have it. Temple was trashed. It's gone. They have not had a soul temple since then. There's going to be a third temple built pretty much on that land or within the vicinity of it but guess what God the only true living God is not going to sit in it it's not going to come down not going to worship in it not even going to visit it you know who's going to sit down in it Satan and he's going to declare he's God uh, guess what he ain't God uh, so again you're worshipping your building more than you're worshipping God and his people we are the temple the true the true genuine believers in Jesus Christ are the true temple of God. When we forsake that for something that's temporary, that's worshiping an, uh, something physical that's going to be torn down. Another area that he showed that we worship, we worship the family more than God. That one was a clear verse, one of the clear verses was Luke 14, 26. When we are follower of Jesus Christ, we deny that. that don't mean we ignore our families. If you're married, you know your spouse. If you're wife, you don't know your husband. If your husband you don't want your wife, you might be dead. We are to help out our families. Boom. People will grab one verse to say, well, if you don't take care of your own, or something, but they'll forget about all the other verses first. That don't mean worship them. You'll bring them with them. It says that clearly in Corinthians where... Paul was talking, I think Paul, I think that time was Paul and Cyrus, don't quote me on that one, when Paul was saying, no, maybe, maybe I'm part of this, um, when he was saying, what, you think it's only Peter and others that, uh, that have a wife, that have the wife go with them sometimes? Wives don't stay, be, you don't keep your spouse in a compound, big security system, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
you know, they're called to do ministry with you when they become an adult and get older and they realize what their calling is. They may have an entirely different gifting once they surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not getting into that one, but we are worshiping our families more than we're worshiping God. We'll push back Bible study times just so we can go with the family first. Take them out let that day be if day and you go out for dinner and you help a small local small business and you can also be a witness to the wait staff or whatever or to the uh, staff that's working there. So that they can provide for their households. Instead of automatically going and worship your individual houses, your individual buildings, instead of coming together. And then pretty much the last area, is you're trusting in mankind, whether a man or a woman, a political or non-political leader. You're trusting in a religious leader or non-religious leader more than God. This goes along for work, healing, etc. You trust in God's going to heal or just those medical professionals that are highly paid, um, have degrees, pieces of paper by mankind because they passed a test. Uh, now, many of them are qualified. But trust me, not all of them. If you think they're all qualified just because they passed the test and paid a fee, you're crazy. Or if you think everybody in work is qualified just because they have a degree and passed tests, but, but because they actually haven't done the work, that's a then you're crazy. You're trusting mankind's going to deliver you. You're trusting that mankind's your help instead of in God. Now, God will use different individuals at his appointed time. Two Psalms that back that up that he gave me was Psalm 118.8 and Psalm 60.11. Trusting in man. That's not saying man is human. Uh, it means mankind. It's foolishness. You're trusting in God 100%. So we need to go back in ourselves and ask God. Our own individual situations and leaders need to go back in together in prayer and saying, God, what are you seeing that is displeasing to you? What do you want to cut out of this ministry, every single one of us has, as believers in Christ Jesus, has a ministry calling. And ministry don't necessarily mean pastor to everybody, set up a church. Ministry is wherever. It could be at the home, in the work. Uh, well, it's all in the home. And it's all in the workplace. We are commanded to work with our hands. We don't just sit around and wait for a revelation to come from God. We are to be out there working, not trusting other people in their donations. That was the Old Testament Levitical priests. You know, of course, they all had other areas that they had to take care of also because they were cutting up bulls and doves and chickens. Uh, well, maybe not chickens. Oh, maybe. We don't know what was around back then. They were kind of mainly, primarily bulls or doves or, or doves or whatever. 
as a sacrifice and then burning that stuff and then they had to get rid of it. So that's a little bit different than the pastoral nowadays. I'm sure many are thankful that they don't have to do that no more. There's a couple I like to see, you know, sacrifice a bull out there and you know, do all that stuff out there, but I don't want to be in that temple when they're doing it. Uh, little humorous here. But again, whatever you worship, we all right now need to go before the Lord in our personal time with this chapter and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you see uh, in my life that is displeasing? you and what are others what are you showing others he'll show others not to so they can judge you so they can come up similar to a geisha chapter 6 so they can come up alongside of you and says the Lord's been showing you something has he not and if they say I think so is he showing you this perhaps now that's somebody that is spirit filled. They're not going to come to you. They're going to say, uh, I'm noticing. He's showing me these areas. Not so you can judge that person, but just so you can come up alongside him. You, know, you may also want to share a testimony to say, He's also showing me these areas in my life. So there you go. You got your brother, brother, iron sharpens iron coming together saying he's showing me this area he may do that with somebody else too you may go along with somebody else it's like I'm seeing that you're doing and saying this it doesn't really line up in scripture don't you know we are commanded to love one another enough right behind loving God to go to him and sit down take him for coffee or a meal or whatever make the time Need to live, need to leave work early, whatever. If we need to say, you need to meet me here. We need to talk, and then sit down. I was praying, and this came to mind, and find out if it's the enemy trying to tempt. Then you just shrug it off, ask God for forgiveness, and then you move along, and then you just got a testimony on both ones. But if it's legitimate, God said, I've been seeing that. Thank you, brother, or thank you, sister, whatever. We need to be acting like children of God. We need to get back to that. We need to repent. We need to put God first in every area of our life. So, thank you for listening. Again, I think I'm going to be doing that myself. Now, going back and seeing what God is seeing that I'm doing and asking to truly cleanse it out. Love you all.